Hi, thanks for joining us on the Renewed Mind Life podcast. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Denise. This is a place for Christian women who are ready to experience the freedom that comes from trusting God with your mind, body, and spirit. Hi, Renewed Life family. Welcome back. It's Cheryl and Denise. Yeah. Woo. And we are ready on this beautiful day to talk to you about another fruit of the spirit. This topic of the podcast today is peace. peace. And I want to begin. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> right. Peace and love. Um, so I wanted to begin just with our declaration for the podcast today. I receive peace from Jesus. I receive peace from Jesus, which is sometimes really not easy to do. But we're going to link it together. We're going to talk about some different ways that peace shows up in our lives, and um, we're going to we're going to have a lot of verses to go along with it that will support you and your search for peace. If that's something that's on your heart right now, if you're not experiencing peace right now, we're going to give you some verses that you can read and meditate on, and really know that there is peace that comes from God. There is a way to receive peace from Jesus. Um, so, Denise, do you want to start us out with our focus verse? I would love to. So our focus verse is John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Yeah. So peace. Huh? Yeah, that's a beautiful verse. Yeah, peace is a gift from God, just like joy and grace. So that's, that's the neat thing about peace. It is a gift because, I mean, there have been times in my life, and I'm sure you have felt this too, where there's a situation or situations that have come up in my past where I should not feel peace. I mean, it's just things that the world tells us. You should be freaking out right now. This is a you know anxiety-inducing situation. It's perfectly fine if you fall apart. Everybody would understand. But I don't. You know, I have peace. I can think about, you know, I have a two income household, we, we, uh, I depend, you know, we depend on our income, you know, to help maintain our household. And, you know, there've been times very recently where my husband didn't have a job and I wasn't worried, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it is very stressful when you're thinking like, okay, how's the house payment going to get made? How are we going to do this or that? But I kind of just trusted and, and felt the peace that God was going to take care of it. And God was finding the right position for him. And now he's starting a new job on Monday. So uh, when I can look back, I can look back on my my planner and I can look at my prayer list and I can see all the things that I was worried about. And then once I give it to God, once I give it to him in prayer and I, I literally write it down and say, this is, this is in your hands now, God, then I can experience that peace. But if I try to hang on to it and fix things myself, I'm a bundle of nerves. I'm a warrior by nature. It yeah. is ingrained in me. It's just the way I was raised. My parents always worried, worried, worried. And so I kind of grew up thinking like, oh, that's normal just to worry. But it's not. You know, God doesn't want us to live like that in a state of worry. He wants us to live in a state of peace. I hear you there. Yeah. Have you felt that in your life in the past? I have. I've felt both worry and I have felt, you know, peace. And definitely when when I feel peace, I feel a lot better. Um you know, most recently, I, I can I can think about feeling peace. Um, my mom is sick right now, and when I come to you know, when 
I'm trying to, you know, me, I struggle sometimes with my words. So let me take a step back here. When I pray and I seek, you know, I ask the Lord to give me peace in the situation. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's totally different than when I am in chaos and anguish and anxiety. Uh, I just, I'm at peace in the fact that it's in the Lord's hands and in the hands of whoever, you know, the Lord chooses a doctor or a surgeon or whomever. And we just pray and hope that whatever comes about of whatever situation she's going through. And that's the peace, you know, the peace that the Lord is, you know, giving me that where, like it says in John 14, 27, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So I have a choice. I can live in fear or peace. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether it be my mom being sick or whether it be, um, you know, my kids or my marriage, it's again, anguish, anxiety, fear, or peace. It's about letting go of control. I have no control. Mm -hmm. If I want to control it, then I have no peace. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I love that. Um, there's that like sign I've seen at like Hobby Lobby or, you know, on the internet where it says, no God, no peace. And then it says, no God, no peace. Mm -hmm. Right. It says like N-O or K-N-O-W. Yes. And we love that that because, you know, English teachers be like, yeah. (laughs) And it's, but it's so real. Like, no, you know, no N-O God, no N-O peace, no K-N-O-W God no K-N-O-W peace. And it's so real. That statement is so, so real. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When, um, th- if you can think back to your drinking days, did you feel peace? Oh, absolutely not. And I think no, I, I didn't. And I think it's because I didn't, I didn't know God. I mean, I, I, I was, oh yeah, there's a God, but I didn't know him. I didn't yeah. know him. And that's, that's where I was going with that as much yeah. as you know, we want to say a rhetorical, but really, I think it's, you, you can look at a rhetorical, you can look at it in pure, honest truth too. I didn't know him. K-N-O-W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, um, that's a reason that we reach for that, you know, in society, when I say we, I mean, people who abuse alcohol do that to calm that sense of chaos, you know, to escape from whatever situation that's destroying their peace. And there's only one source of the peace, the, the one source that is never going to let us down, and that's Jesus. Everything else is just a, a cheap imitation. Let's see here. Um, let's talk about the different types of peace, right? The, the ways that we receive peace. Mm-hmm. And so, the first, I'm going to go through some verses that talk about the peace that comes from God. And there are a couple of verses in Psalm where we Psalms where we find that Psalm 29, 11 says the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And here's the thing. When it says his people, it does mean people individually, but it also means his people, right? Collectively, when we have community that we're involved with and when we're, um, you know, in our church, our church community, um, he's going to give us peace as members of the the church of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. And he's also going to strengthen us, but he's also going to do that with us individually. So when we feel like we're falling apart, the first thing we can do is first pray to God and second, reach out, get some help, call somebody. Mm -hmm. 
And the next verse is Psalm 85, 8. And it says, I will hear what what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones, but let them not turn back to folly. See, now it would be cool if it just stayed there in that first part. I will hear what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones. Boom. End. But then it goes, oh, hold up. Let them not turn back to folly. What is folly? What's the definition of the word folly? Well, it is a word that means like ain't got no sense. Yeah. Ain't got no sense, right? Folly <laughs> is just you're not doing the right things. You're you're acting out of foolishness. Yeah. And uh, you're doing things without, you know, thinking through the circumstance, the consequences. Um, and so that really says that we're prone to that. We're as human beings, we're prone to act first and ask questions later. And God just wants us to slow down, hear what he will say. How do we hear what he will say? We have a whole book. And besides the Bible, he speaks to us when we, when we slow down and pray and we spend time with him. We can't hear what he has to say if we're busy running around all the time and we don't stop and listen. Mm-hmm. And then the next verse for uh, the peace that we get from God comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with you all. Wow. It says every circumstance, the good mm-hmm. and the bad. Mm-hmm. We are going to have good times and bad times. When we have good times, praise God. Let's have peace with that. When we have bad times, praise God. Let's have peace in that too. Mm-hmm. Because he's there no matter what. He's always with us. Always. Continually. Mm-hmm. So we're also called to seek peace. And um, so in Psalm thirty-four, fourteen. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. I really like that one because, um, you know, who wants to, you know, who wants to do evil, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We should be pursuing, you know, pursuing peace and pursuing doing good and pursuing doing the next right thing. Um, and, And wanting to live these peaceful lives and wanting, you know, to not have chaos. Like that's, that's the thing. It's like when I'm surrounded by chaos, you know, I, I, I don't have peace, you know, yeah. um, should, this is something you should want. You should want to seek peace. You know, you can't expect it to just come to you. You should want to seek it out as well. You know, it, it takes action on our part, right? Exactly. Because it says there's do good, depart, do seek, pursue. Those are all things that you can't do sitting on your butt. Exactly. Okay? Those are right. things that you can't do if you're using something else to, attain peace. You're not going to get it there. Right. Exactly. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, food, men, gambling, you're not going to have that peace, that those things are not seeking peace. You know, it's not doing good. It's not going to give you that peace. If, if you're like, Oh, it gives me peace. It may be like a temporarily fake peace, but it truly, because it's not doing good. Um, Psalm 37, 37, mark the blameless man and behold the upright for the man of peace will have posterity. Mark the blameless man. What does that mean? Mark the blameless man. Behold the upright. Yeah. For people who have um, peace, the man of peace will have a posterity. So, 
someone who is a peaceful person, they're going to stand out. That's the way I'm reading it. That's what I get from it. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a thing. Um, mark my words. You ever heard your parents say that to you? Mark my words. You'll never remember. Okay. Maybe that was. Uh, I, I, I when I mean, I can look at it. Um, for the man of peace will have a posterity, right? There's something about a peaceful person that stands out from everyone else. You want to be like that person. They stand yeah, out. Pay attention so, to that person. Watch what they do. Right. And that's who you want to be. So that other people emulate you and you emulate that person. Mm-hmm. What is posterity? Posterity. Um, posterity is like the mark that you leave, right? Um, posterity means the future, your legacy. What are the generations after you going to get? It's really like, it's it's almost overwhelming to think about the responsibility we have for the generations that are going to come after us. Not just my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids, you know, I mean, I'm a product of very godly people, my grandparents and my great grandparents, you know, and the way they raised their family dictated the way my parents treated me, the way, the way I was raised and the fact that they taught me to know Jesus. Well, and I'm passing it on just from me. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that I have peace then if it's coming from me to start with. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's start, it's got to start, you know, there's things that happen in past generations that we're not going to be able to change, but we can start, we can be the change, right? If it wasn't something that you were brought up with, you can start right now. Right. So that's, that's what I think it means. Hebrews mm-hmm. twelve fourteen. pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace with all men. Well, it doesn't say the ones that you get along with. Mm-hmm. The, the ones you like. You like. <laughs> the ones you think are pretty. The ones yeah. you think are cool. The ones you want to hang out with. The ones that you want to be your friend. The ones you, yeah, it's just all men. Oh, man. Which means yeah. all people, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So even yeah. the ones you that get yeah. under your skin. So that's again, that's really important. First Peter three eleven. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. So again, that's um, very much like Psalm thirty four fourteen, right? Um, Which makes you think maybe those disciples were reading the Old Testament. Exactly. I love it, though. I love it when things, you know, come up again and it's like, okay, um, it's just to me, you know, being raised of, you know, of the Jewish faith and then seeing things come up or being able to cross reference verses and seeing things. It's just it's so awesome to me when uh, like those those things like that. So, again, turning away from the evil, doing the good seeking the peace, pursuing it, those action words and taking action and knowing it's just, you got to do something, right? I love it. I can't hear you. Okay. Okay. And the next one is the peace that we can find during our tribulations, which is really, really tough. We talked about this not too long ago, just touched on it a little bit, but Tribulations is another word for 
problems, right? Struggles, serious struggles, tribulations is big stuff. It's not, oh no, um, I broke a nail. It's the big stuff. So in John 16, 33, Jesus tells us, these things I have spoken to you so that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. So it just tells us that, yeah, you're going to have problems. As a human being on planet Earth, things are going to happen. We cannot expect to live in this bubble and be untouched by tribulations. But when we have them, when they come up, we know that we can find peace in Jesus. It says, take courage, courage, be brave. You're going to be okay. Trust in me. I have overcome the world. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. The peace of God surpasses all comprehension, meaning that we cannot comprehend, we cannot understand this kind of peace unless we have our faith rooted in Christ Jesus. The world doesn't know this kind of peace. Non-believers do not understand this kind of peace. It surpasses comprehension and that will guard our hearts and our minds. It's not going to let us run off into, you know, a spiral of negative thinking and worry and, you know, stress. I mean, we, we can experience those things and then we can at the same time take that thought captive and give it right back and just say, God, I'm, I'm anxious. Will you please take this from me? Will you give me your peace? Instead of reaching for other things, other people, other uh, avenues of peace that we think are going to help, which is only transitory, but God's peace mm-hmm. is last. Yeah. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 mm-hmm. is such a great verse. Something that, you know, I think we we tend to, to forget about and know that like it's there. It's turn to it whenever you can. Just like turn to it. There's no reason to be anxious, you know, just prayer. You know, this turn to him and be thankful and make those requests. And there's just, you know, and you will have peace. He tells us right there. Not just, not just peace, but right. a peace which surpasses all comprehension. Like, that's huge. So what's the next way that we can oh, search peace for peace? And joy. I love this. Peace and joy. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Yeah, that's that's one of the anchor verses of Celebrate Recovery. That's part of their principles. And every, yes, and the Celebrate Recovery program is based on the Beatitudes. So Matthew um, is something that collectively as a group at our weekly gatherings, we always say the verses together. So can you get into more on that? You know, yeah. I think what that means to me is the peacemakers are not just sitting by, you know, there's, there's always an action that Christ calls us to. And so if you are a peacemaker, you're (laughs) making peace, right? Simple. (laughs) But you have to be the one that maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it wasn't something that you did, but you know, somebody is upset Uh with you. Then maybe it's, it's time to say, I, I don't know. I think I feel something between us. Is there something I did or said? Because I don't want to feel like this with you. You know, 
Um, or if they're, I mean, I don't think that a lot of people like people getting in their business, right? So you wouldn't want to go in and say, hey, you need to make up with so-and-so. I'm the peacemaker here and I need you guys to get together and get along. But just don't be the one that causes the problems and be the one that finds solutions when there are problems that come up. So it's kind of like, you know, it's always the right time, you know, to be the first one to say, hey, let's make peace. Yeah. Right. Yep. So Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will be you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace mm-hmm. in believing. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a great verse because yeah. you've got hope, you've got joy, you've got peace, you know, like a trifecta. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who wouldn't love that verse, right? That's a trifecta. Joy, peace. Yeah. So, um, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So just a great verse there. Uh, and then my life verse. Beautiful. As, as uh, anyone who's heard my story. Um, numbers 6, 26, the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. The whole verse there, the whole thing of mine is the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Oh, just reading it gives mm. me peace knowing that, you know, he's just, he's just looking at me and just, oh, it's just so peaceful to, to just, yeah. Oh, it is. I can't even describe the feelings that I get. And then actually, yeah. because his countenance, his countenance right. is his face, right? That's your, your and countenance. Radiant. And he is, the Lord lifts his countenance on you, like looking at you right. as his beloved exactly. child. And, and it didn't, it doesn't matter what I've done. I'm forgiven. I am forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that's just so, you know, I... That's that right there gives me peace knowing that I am forgiven. And, um, you know, uh, anyone who has heard my story, if you haven't go back and listen to it, because I say in there, I don't know why this, this verse touches me the way it does. I found out actually that it's part of the benediction in, in growing up. It actually was part of my Jewish culture, my Jewish heritage, my Jewish, you know, when I went to services, Mm -hmm. it actually was, I found out. So they did say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why. Well, they say it at um, benediction and Catholic but, mass too. That's one of the ways. There's a couple of different benedictions that a priest will use, but, but this is one of I them. I never knew why and, it stuck um, in my head, like why it was so meaningful to yeah. me. Well, I, I didn't I didn't know, but I, I always wondered why this was so meaningful to me. Um, and... And now I found out why. So um, it was nice that I was able to connect with it in in my in my Christian faith. You know, once once you know, I was saved. So yeah, and that it it just it means it's something you know so much bigger to me now than it did then. It didn't mean you know really didn't mean it always touched me, and I didn't know why it touched me then because it didn't really mean like it's just so hard to explain. But what's nice is the Lord knows. The Lord knows how it's making me feel. Yeah. Have you ever heard the term completed yeah, Jew? Yeah. 
What do you think about that? Does that make um, sense? I think that that could be a really good topic. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think that the whole complete Jew, messianic Jew, the whole thing like that, I think that that kind of goes against the whole adopt adoption, the whole um, grafted in, all of that. So it doesn't really, yeah, I think we are complete just because of the whole grafting and all of that. So, yeah, I think that's a whole yeah. interesting yeah. topic and yeah. a whole theology thing. Awesome. I'd love for people to maybe uh, yeah. maybe send us an email and see what they'd like to discuss about yeah. that. It'd be a great topic. That would be great. Yeah. We'd love that. Always looking mm-hmm. for new topics. Romans 14, 17, <laughs> the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Again, another trifecta, mm-hmm. eating and drinking. Oh, I mean, righteousness yeah. and peace and joy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like eating and drinking is something that it's it's just here, right? But it's actually not just here. We think about like the good food and and all of that. We're going to have such a feast in heaven that nothing on earth is going to compare to, not even, you know, crab legs. Mm, I love crab legs, but I can't get those anymore right now. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a beautiful verse. And I think also that that is something that we should all remember as we're going into this season of Lent, you know, Ash Wednesday, it's coming up. It's actually when this uh, podcast drops on February 22nd. And a lot of people give up something during Lent, you know, give up eating sweets or um, drinking soda or whatever. But so I think that we, when we do that though, if you do that, if that's part of your practice, um, that you should really focus on the second part of this verse, righteousness and peace and joy. And so maybe um, it, in addition to giving up something or instead of giving up something that you could take on that search for peace and also the knowledge that your joy doesn't come from anything outside of yourself, nothing mm-hmm. that you eat or drink. It's the peace and joy that yeah. comes from the Holy Spirit. And with that, I think we are good. I just want to remind everybody about our declaration. I receive peace from Jesus. And this is the only true source. Yep. All right, everybody. Love you and hope you have a joyful and peaceful week. Thanks for listening to the Renewed Mind Life podcast. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by it. Please like, follow us, and leave reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at RenewedMindLife.net to subscribe to devotionals, read our blog, and sign up for more information about upcoming courses. God bless you, and may you be renewed in your mind.